Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Aaron Summers. We are still just basking in the glory of Sunday's win over the Philadelphia Eagles, 20-10. to 10. And Defensive end Cameron Jordan had a phenomenal day. He had three sacks and a forced fumble. His third sack of the day put him over 115 and a half total for his time with the Saints so far, making him the new all-time sack leader, passing Ricky Jackson, who had 115. Jordan has now had eight and a half sacks this season. He is just the sixth player since 1982 to record at least seven sacks in 11 consecutive seasons. He joins Pro Football Hall of Famers Reggie White, Chris Dolman, John Randall, Derek Thomas, and Robert Mathis. Chris Dolman and John Randall actually both played for the Vikings when Cam Jordan's father was there, Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan was a tight end, and Cam actually got his knack for the defensive side of the ball, hanging out in the locker room with Randall and the Vikings DL. Today, I'm lucky to sit down with Pro Football Hall of Famer and former defensive tackle for the Vikings, John Randall, to talk about Jordan's career achievement. John, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast, a Hall of Famer and pro football legend. It's great to have you on. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. I obviously had to talk to you because our defensive end here, Cam Jordan, just broke our team's all-time sack record. And he, his father, has spoken of you over the years and your impact on Jordan's career and, and who he is. Can you tell me just where that relationship started and when you started to get to know Cam Jordan? Oh, my God. Um, it got started like my rookie year at the Minnesota Vikings. Um, his dad, Steve, and his mom, Anita, used to take us, basically us guys who didn't have any food to their house to eat. So that's how we kind of got a, acquainted with Cam and his family. Um, they didn't live, at the time, they didn't live too far from the Vikings practice facility. It was about five or ten minutes away, and the food was amazing. So. You, you know, when you go to someone's house, you just, uh, as, a, as, a, as a rookie or a young guy, um, you, you know, you, they bring you home, so you get to know everyone. So I got to meet Cam, and uh, it was almost like a, a weekly occurrence a that we would go to their house to eat. And um, that's where we kind of got to know Cam. And I was kind of the youngest guy on the team at the time, so I was kind of a quiet guy, so... I just kind of just kind of got to know knowing him through going to his house. And also, um, I, one of the things that people don't realize about NFL teams is the locker room isn't just for the players. It's also for the families. So Cam and with his dad, Steve, will always bring in the locker room. So if his dad was doing something football-related, he would kind of gravitate to over towards the defensive lineman because – the defense lineman, we always we were always doing something that was out of the something that I'm gonna say crazy, but we were always doing something that was kind of funny 
And so he would always kind of come over there. And uh, we had um, uh, um, Chris Dolman, a guy named Henry Thomas. So we just kind of all sit around. And uh, he just kind of, I would, would have thought that he wouldn't have gravitated towards the defensive lineman. I would have thought he would have stayed over there with the tight end, Ron Steve, and a guy named uh, Brent Novoselsky. I thought he would have stayed over there, but he gravitated towards us. And uh, that's how I kind of first got to know him, knowing Cam. At that point, was Cam playing football? No, not yet. He was, I think at the time he was, he was just, Steve, I just remember Steve saying that he was, he was considering it or thinking about it. And uh, I think we were, or I think Chris Dolman made a, told him that he should play. And I think, I think even Chris Dolman told him that he should play defensive lineman, that he didn't need to play tight end because tight ends aren't that tough guys. So I think that's kind of where he might have got the first impression of playing a defensive lineman. I was going to, that's where that comes from because he always, he always talks about how tough it is to play defense and, and kind of throw shade on the offensive side of things. <laughs> Definitely on the yeah. offensive line. <laughs> yeah. So you're you guys are responsible for for him becoming a, a defensive player over offense and tight end like his dad. Yeah, well, I mean, well, his dad. I mean, because um, his dad used to walk around the locker room. His dad always had the six pack, and so his dad was always talking about working out with his abs. And so us defensive linemen would always tell his dad, "Hey." We don't work out on our abs. We work out on quarterbacks on the field, and so that kind of well, was a little, a little, a little back and forth in the locker room. Sure, sure. Day. When Cam decided to start playing, and he got into it, started playing on the defensive side. How much did you talk to him about the position, and over the years, him getting into it? Well, I didn't really talk to him. I would talk to Steve, and. And Steve was saying that he was playing defensive line, and I used to just tell Steve, "Hey, tell him if he need anything, we need some some uh, some little insights, some little secrets that we were always around to help him." Because that I, actually that's kind of where I, I used to call him nephew. Mm -hmm. I used to say, "Hey, nephew needs anything, man. Don't tell him. Hey, tell him don't hesitate. Reach out to us. We'll teach him little tricks about getting a tighter jersey, you know, little things like that." But um, we, we always uh, were connected to him through his vasty. When you saw him playing, I don't know, what was the first time maybe? It was high school or college? Uh, I was in college. And uh, it was in college. And I first thing, I was just, I couldn't believe it. That, that, was, that was the guy that was in our locker room. Because the first picture I remember, about, I think about it, was him wearing his big old coat in the locker room. So I used to say, man, is that that kid wearing that coat? Man, look at nephew. And so it, it, it was just funny to, just to see and think about that kid wearing that coat to him going to the, uh, playing collegiate football to going to the pros. And it's, it's just still just amazing how far he's come. And just I'm just so thrilled for him. What stood out to you about – Cam Jordan's career so far and what he's been able to do? Oh, that's easy. It's his size. I mean, he's almost 300 pounds, and he's doing the things that a man at 300 pounds that – because we have, actually uh, – Cam and I did a little story for ESPN – not for NFL uh, 
film, mm-hmm. and we were talking about pass rushing, and he was doing moves that I've played with many of guys who played in the National Football League, but to see him do things as, as a 300-pound guy, it's just amazing. And uh, i got to say, it, God blessed him with, with uh, Steve Jordan's uh, physique, and he's got his mom, Anita's, speed because man his feet are just to do those things that even the lineman man that's that's just hard to do but at a 300 pound man come on it's just wow i mean just unbelievable have you guys talked recently or over the years about yeah yeah oh, the, go ahead. i'm sorry no just about the position or but your careers and kind of caught up yeah yeah, we talked uh, at the NFL Combine on several occasions, and um, I've actually had uh, done talks about it because I've actually compared his Cam's numbers to J.J. Watt's numbers. And I think J.J. Watt is just at a like 106 sacks, I think. And Cam's at, what, 115? And I'm like, and someone said, well, J.J. Watts, you know, blah, blah, blah. Missed the MVP three times. And three times, I'm like, oh, but Cam's numbers speak for, speak for himself. Yeah. I mean, he's among very select group right now, you included, of people that have strung together so many seasons of eight and a half sacks or more. I mean, you had 10 with double-digit sacks. Um, it's an incredible feat to do that year in and year out to be the best of the best at that position so many years. And then Cam's only missed one game due to injury. Um, his availability is so consistent. How impressive is that? Just the, the consistency in his game. It's, it's so impressive because playing in a national football league for multiple years, once you start getting a reputation of being a dominant player. Guys have a tendency to focus on you or offensive linemen have a tendency to focus on you and try to prevent you from getting to the quarterback. And we know as you continue to play in the National Football League, your durability is one of the factors that breaks down as your career continues to to develop and your season develop continue to grow. So having that durability week in, week out, and playing up to that caliber that he's played, it's amazing. And you think about the guys who played at the Saints before him, um, Ricky Jackson, Pat Swillen, and just name a few guys, and what he's able to accomplish to where everybody – because you – for me playing the league, I know as soon as the game, as soon as you're playing against uh, an opponent, everybody knows where cameras are lined up at. You're looking and saying, hey, that guy there, we've got to control him. We've got to take him, not say take him out, but we got to factor in. We don't want him to get to our quarterback. And for him to continuously, week in, week out, to do the things that he's done on the field, because today the game isn't always about getting to the quarterback. It's about making a quarterback throw the ball when he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. And he's been able to do that 
and and just just amazing career. Like you said, staying healthy. We know being playing in the game, you're not going to be playing at 100% every week. You're going to sometimes be at 70, maybe 65, and and to get out there on the field and all of a sudden push your body week in, week out. Man, he's he's up there. Like you said, he's to me, he's one of the guys when you think of all-decade players, that would make an all-decade player. That would make a Hall of Famer is the guy who gets in there and plays to this highest level. And when his career is done, you ask that guy, did you leave everything you could possibly do on that field? And he says, yes, that makes the Hall of Famer. How much longer do you think he's going to play? Hey, it's, I don't know. I, I don't. You know, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think only he knows that. Um, we know, or oh, I know when watching him play, I know he's having fun. I know he's enjoying the game. And when you're doing those two things, man, you can play as long as you want. We know Tom Brady has played for a, a, a long time in, in this game. And I think that's one of the factors is having fun. And if Cam's having fun getting to the quarterback, hey, play as long as you want. Enjoy it. You, you, you make the sacrifices. You put in the hard work, and uh, man, because I think he's just not playing for himself. I think a little bit of myself is out there watching him play, Chris Dolman. So he's just not playing for himself, but he's playing for us guys, and he's playing for Steve, his dad. So, man, just keep playing. How special is it for you to know that you've had an impact on his career and and then to see what he's been able to do? It's unbelievable. It's um, I think everybody, when you're on this earth, you want to leave something that shows you were there. And to be able to say that I played an impact on Cam, it's, I'm just I'm blessed. I'm just honored that I was able to do that. Um, from just spending some time with him, uh, you know, just hanging out and and to say that, like I said, I call him nephew, just to say that nephew's doing something like that, man. It's just I'm I'm just proud and honored that uh, he he thinks of me enough to to say those things because uh, I was lucky enough to have uh, Chris Dolman, Steve Jordan, uh, guys who who told me little things that factored into me and to be able to pass it on. And that's what this game's all about. Yeah. It's really cool that you've been able to, you got that from Cam's dad and then you were able to give it to Steve's son. Um, cool connection there through the Vikings, which I know we appreciate them helping us track you down today. Any um, advice for an opposing a quarterback that has to face Cam Jordan? I would say anything. Uh, probably say to him, uh, "Get ready, because here comes a guy who's uh, he's had old school knowledge, and but he's a modern day player. Because, like I said before, the man is almost three hundred pounds, and to see a defensive lineman at three hundred pounds moving like he's two fifty to two sixty, but and." Because I also follow him on Instagram, and so he does some funny things, and just just a person like that, 
I would say to an opposing quarterback, get ready because Cam is coming out there and he may not get to you, but you're going to know he's around you. And I think of, when I think of the uh, New Orleans Saints history, the Ricky Jackson, the Pat Swilling, and playing down in New Orleans, man, it's, it was always tough playing against that crowd. And that crowd, I think, motivates Cam. And so, man, get ready because he's going to give you all he's got. Well, I guess I'll pass that along to Sam Darnold for this weekend's game as we see the Panthers. <laughs> Please do. Please do. <laughs> You've alluded to it. Cam has a very big personality. I think he's just a big kid. Was he like that when he was little too? No, I don't. I, he, he wasn't to that to this point because like on now Instagram, one of his things is like his shoes. <laughs> And I'm kind of a shoe guy myself. So uh, his shoes to his, uh, I think it's called a spider, that Polaris three-wheel uh, vehicle he, he was riding around in. Yep. Uh, I think he's just coming to his own. And But his dad had that kind of personality. And his mom did, does too. So to see that, it's just, I think, part of, of his parents what they instilled in him to, to just kind of be yourself and let that personality spread because it, it really shows who he is off the field with his family and stuff. And so he's just an amazing young man that um, I think his, his parents should be proud. Also, definitely the New Orleans Saints, but I think the Minnesota Vikings too because they played a lot, a big part in it because our locker room wasn't the, the normal locker room where, I mean, you, I said you, players were allowed to bring their families in, and that just wasn't on Friday or Saturday. It was throughout the week, and uh, we were kind of like babysitters. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to know that I'm, I was a pretty good babysitter back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't imagine dinners at their house then if his parents are just the same as him. I'm sure that was as a lot. Oh my God, the food, it was something, it, it seemed like it was Thanksgiving every week because you come over there and you know the plates are coming out, the food's coming out, there's lots of soul food. Man, I, and people used to ask me all the time, like, hey, don't you miss Texas? I'm like, not really, because <laughs> I come to Minnesota, man. I found people who do it just like they do it down south. Man, you you sit around here, and, and they just like, y'all welcome to come and eat and enjoy yourself, good meals. And, oh, my God, I think I started gaining weight <laughs> because we were eating, eating so good at their house. Well, I appreciate the time talking to you about Cam Jordan. He's definitely a special person, means a lot to not only just the team, but the community as well. So thank you for your part in bringing him up and helping make him the person that he is. You're welcome. Awesome to get that insight about Cam Jordan from somebody who's seen him grow up from just a little kid to what he has accomplished now. John Randall was awesome to talk to. I really appreciate him taking the time. It's going to be a fun last game here in the Superdome, so make sure you check it out. 
to Carolina Panthers, 12 o'clock. You can watch it on Fox or just come to the Superdome and cheer on the Saints. They're looking to end the season on a four-game win streak. It's an incredible feat that they've been on this past couple games. It's been a lot of fun. So come join us there. We'll have another podcast on Friday with Panthers play-by-play, Anish Sharoff. He'll break down the Carolinas, mm, I don't know, up and down season. It's It's been different, but we'll talk to him and, and kind of get the inside scoop on Friday's podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.